0: what's up everyone when i started this podcast i had the plan to release special episodes when either a big boxing match or ufc fight was coming up breaking it down with a guest and talking all things combat sports this week i'm joined with a returning guest who will also be one of my main reoccurring guests covering fights we go over the fight card for ufc 291 as well as terrence crawford versus errol spence both happening this weekend so please welcome back devin williams Oh, no. I got both cards pulled up. Nice. Now, we can't go right into it, but I feel like... Didn't you mention something where, as like a fight fan or a purist of the sport, that we're... You would think we'd be spoiled since both fights are on the same night, but it's almost like unlucky, right?
1: Yeah. To, in me, to me, it is that way because you're making me almost pick between two of the greatest fights in history of the sport, of each respectable sport. Like, Gaethje and Dustin was an all-out banger. Everyone's interested to see the, the round two. They've both grown so much in their careers, accomplished so much, and now at this level, like, whoever wins this fight's definitely getting a title shot. Um, and I think either one of them could possibly win it. So, it's just like, yeah, I want to be there and see that growth and see who's put, you know what I mean, who's that little exclamation mark on their career, too, to, like, if Gaethje can come back and win that, that'd be nice. Um, if Dustin can beat him again, it just proves that he's really, he really is one of the top dogs of the sport. So, I want to see that. But you're going to do it on the same night as Spence and Crawford? It's
0: tough. Like, Yeah, I mean – <laughs> it's going to be an expensive night, for sure.
1: One of the greatest fights in boxing history. Like, what are we talking about? This is undefeated, pound for pound, undisputed, and in their prime. When does that ever happen in boxing?
0: Uh Not until like uh, like the 80s or the 90s, back when it was like Duran and Sugar Ray. Exactly. Maybe. That's, that's, everyone
1: keeps comparing it to turns and Hagler, um possible possibly we could get fireworks like that that fight was it was a crazy fight i mean those guys went out there i don't think we
0: get that much action early you know what sucks though is the fact that like dana White is a huge boxing fan and i feel like he would not have wanted this fight on the same night as Terranson. Spence but also do you remember what was announced first uh I feel like
1: Crawford and Spence was announced first that's I could be wrong in that but I I feel like as a fight fan I saw and it may be wrong maybe it was announced it could be different but I didn't see anything about Dustin and just into until i saw stuff about uh spence crawford fine like that's what i saw that's and if you're a fight fan whether you like ufc or boxing if you enjoy fighting the entire fight world got hyped, super excited about spence crawford we've been asking for that for like 10 years
0: yeah that's been at least 10 years right um when was hang on let me see okay Two months ago, the fight was announced for Justin and Dustin around oh. maybe a little like two and a half months because I know as soon as it was announced, Dustin Poirier was on Ariel Hawani, and that was two months ago. Okay. So I don't know. I'm just going to have to pull in a TV from because I have so we have our TV in the living room I'll have to pull the TV in this room and then just set it in. Next to it, picture on picture. I mean,
1: literally, however you gotta make it work. It's tough. But like, what happened if you missed?
0: I just don't want them at the same time, dude. Like, I,
1: I would be cool if
0: it'd be cool if, um, if it was happening during. Well, the main card starts at ten. There's five fights. I think the main card for Spence and. Crawford probably starts at 10, but there's not that many fights. They're going to start very similar. Actually, no, I bet you the boxing fight starts first.
1: It's like your entree and your dessert coming out at the same time.
0: And but they're both. Yeah. And what sucks, too, <laughs> is the fact that um, there's no five-round fights except for the last one in the UFC. So it could go quick, but they always go until 1.30 or 2 a.m. Yeah. All the time. All the time. It's even gonna be that crazy. Main crazy. card is good. Now the main card for the boxing I don't really care about other than Pitbull fights. He's a co main. Which let's not Pitbull's ducking my boy Frank Martin. I'm throwing that plug in there. <laughs> hey, I saw Frank in the countdown. Yeah, Frank he was, was in episode there. Too. Yeah, yeah. He was in the uh, He got a little uh
1: got a little cameo.
0: Well he got a cameo and a shout out from Either Spence or Anthony Joshua gave him a shout out because Joshua was in there, too, because he he trained that.
1: Spence. It was Spence when he was comparing his comparing Derrick James as he, he compared Derrick James to Popovich for the San Antonio Spurs and compared their team, which honestly was a great depiction of the team. So Spence is Tim Duncan. Anthony Joshua was uh, David Robinson, for those that don't understand what he was about back in the day. He looks like up. him, too. He looks like Right. Him. <laughs> and then he compared uh, Ryan Garcia to Amano Ginobili. Maybe a little generous, but possibly if he continues to do great things in his career. And then he compared Frank to Tony Parker.
0: Yeah, which is a strong statement. I If if,
1: if he believes it, I'm like, yo, I'll I take it. Like, Frank's my boy, so I'll take
0: it. Yeah, but that makes Frank Martin like the general of that that fight camp or fight team.
1: I wouldn't say that Tony Parker was a
0: general of that team. He wasn't the admiral. (laughs) Yeah, you caught that. (laughs) You caught that.
1: Okay. Let's look at him. I like it. I like
0: it. I don't know. Uh, I think okay, so let's talk about the boxing fight first. I'm assuming okay, so start time is 8pm Eastern time. Wait, we might actually be okay. Because the first there's only four fights on the main card. Um ten round, ten round, twelve round, twelve round. Okay. I I think we'll watch Crawford and Spence. That'll be wrapped up probably the probably before uh Alex and Jan fight. I
1: hope. I don't think Pitbull's fight goes the distance.
0: No, because I don't even know who he's fighting. It's a title eliminator, too. So it's probably just like a two up fight. For who? Pitbull. I'm saying for who? Who? Who do you think he's twinning up for? Uh, not Frank Martin. So you think he? Pit Wait, Bull no. Who else tank. is there? Then let me pull up the lightweight rank lightweight rankings because Pitbull wants the tank rematch, and I don't think he gets it. As a
1: cruise now without fighting Frank, I think if he beats Frank as an undefeated um guy in that weight class is making a lot of noise he's backed by Earl Spence coached by promoted by Earl Spence coached by Derek James beating him in extraordinary fashion would possibly give him enough publicity if he gets a knockout on Saturday and maybe give him enough enough publicity to get that tank rematch but I, don't, I mean, I don't know if he beats Frank. I mean, you already know my my. – I'm going with Frank, so.
0: Hometown. Um. Okay. All right. I pulled up Pitbull's record, record here. Isn't it sad that Yurioka's Gamboa is pretty much everyone's, like, stepping stone now?
1: It's, it happens. We yeah. used to talk about it. We, you and I talk about it all the time, how we hate to see legends in the sport which I don't know if he's a legend, but we hate to see some of these guys become that
0: stepping stone guy. Look it up. I mean, he is in – is he from Puerto Rico or Cuba? Uh he, good he's question. He's from Cuba. Uh, Cuba.
1: Cuba. He's from Cuba? Okay. Dang.
0: Yeah, because look at this. I mean, he lost to Isaac Cruz, lost to Devin Haney, lost to Tank his last three fights. Yeah, he should just – he should hang him up. I thought he – oh, Terrence Crawford too. Yeah. Terrence Crawford knocked him out. That was in 2014. So that was damn near 10 years ago.
1: I know someone who's close to being there. They fight on Saturday, too. El Kukui.
0: Uh, Yeah, he won't retire, but he's going to get pieced up. You don't think he retires? He's like... I'm not talking ill on him, but he's one of those wild guys that's just going to keep going. Oh, um, I mean, keep I can going. see it.
1: it. He's he's one of those guys, again, It was just like um, you hate to see it happen. You don't want to see him be the stepping stone guy because right. when he was in his prime, he was such a great fighter, such an exciting fighter and a legend, a pioneer in the sport with the jiu-jitsu and just everything he brought the way he mixed it up with the elbows and he was kind of wild and crazy and would just pull off stuff that nobody else could and
0: then now here it was man so 20 let's see i'd say 2016 he started fighting bigger names that's when he he beat RDA was that for the championship uh okay let me do this
1: Tony Ferguson. Who the else? Right. I got it. Look at you, man. This
0: you don't even, a... even need that.
1: What's the guy that Joe Rogan calls on?
0: Jamie. I need a Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I need.
1: Hey, Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, <laughs> pull right. it up
0: for me. All right. So he beat. Okay, he won the interim. Tony Ferguson won the interim championship against Kevin Lee. That yeah. fight was nuts, too. Yeah. And then after that. Oh, he was stripped due to injury wonder what injury he, that was.
1: I think he, he was injured a lot. He like tore. Didn't he like Terry's like ACO?
0: Yeah, but that was when. Oh, shit. That was was that that injury with the leg with the, that was
1: the Connor. It was either Connor or Habib. It was with the cable.
0: Or, it was where he tripped yeah. over the cable. OK, so that's when he so he hasn't really defended. He was never the actual champion then. No, never, never. No. So he won interim, later stripped due to injury. And then he had the interim title fight again against Gaethje, and that's where he just got worked. Yeah. So that was the first fight of 2020 of COVID. I remember yep. we were at we were at my apartment off Keystone.
1: That one was crazy because it was in the... Uh, it was in Jacksonville, but there was nobody there. There was no one there, and you could hear the punches landing. You can hear the leather smacking Tony. And Tony just started making that his body language just made it seem like he did not need to be in
0: there. did Francis fight on that card and he worked uh, Rosenstruck? Yep. Yeah, those were no- – it's another thing. Punches where – oh, Calvin Cater. Yep, he knocked him out to that lead elbow. Yeah, because there was no one there so you could hear all the all the hits. And you had Francis versus Ro- Rosenstruck. mm he knocked his ass out twenty seconds into the first round. That was the ugliest technique, but it was a knockout. Yep. So that's where it started for Tony. So Tony lost to Gaichi, and then he fought. He somehow didn't tap when he fought Charles when he had that armbar. Darius, I thought he was probably gonna win. Chandler, he was actually winning the first round. His boxing looked good. And he got that up kick. And then, Jeez. then that crazy exchange, last minute. He's switch to Nate five Diaz.
1: fights. That's tough.
0: They won't cut him.
1: Uh, not no because of his name, but like he it's sells. Suffer your career.
0: they suffer your career, but he sells. He's gonna get pay per view buys for sure. He lost to Michael Johnson before that. That was his okay. That was his last loss, and then he went on the twelve fight win streak.
1: Michael Johnson is one of the least known, like, great fighters in the sport of MMA. He's beat a lot of great fighters,
0: lost to a lot of good fighters. But he, yeah. look at his resume though. Okay. So Barbosa, actually, even back. Dang. Okay. So Tony Ferguson in 2012, but then he fought Joe Larzon, Melvin Gillard. I liked Melvin. Um, yep. Barbosa, Darius, Nate Diaz, Dustin Poirier, Khabib. Look at that stretch, man. He beat Dustin. Yeah, he he knocked him out.
1: He fought a lot of tough fights, man.
0: In a row. So you had Barbosa, Darius, Nate Diaz, Dustin Poirier, Khabib. Justin Gaethje. He got destroyed by Khabib. I'll never forget that. That That was a bad matchup. That was horrible because Khabib had him up against the cage but he had his arm around Michael's back and he was holding his wrist open so he only had one hand uh-huh. to defend his hand and he, he couldn't get up. He lost to Josh Emmett. um, Lost to Darren Elkins. He lost to my boy Clay Guida. That's what's up. <laughs> and then th- see that's what's weird. After he had that stretch of you know, highly ranked fighters. You don't even know. I don't know who Stevie Ray is. No, no, no disrespect, but I don't know who you are. No, Yeah, no
1: disrespect. It's kind of like, a. I think at that point, Michael Johnson had probably built up a name for himself and UFC brass probably tried to get him back into the winning column with some knockout victories. So they probably tossed him what they thought would be some I'm not going to say easy wins, but some winnable fights where if he does well and wins those in extraordinary fashion, we can build him back up because he is a good fighter. He's only lost a great fighter. We're going to build Michael Johnson up and then get him back into these pay-per-views, but he
0: didn't win those fights. So, Dude, he fought James Krause. Do you, get, do you know what's going on with that thing with James Krause?
1: No, I just know he's a really good coach now. He was no, a, no not a fighter. coach. He's not a coach now?
0: So he was betting on fights. Oh. So there was a story that probably went around like, I want to say it was like the springtime. He was gambling on fights of his own fighters. Uh, and I think it got, obviously uh, Dana White was not happy, but I don't think there's a rule against it. So it's kind of like,
1: he betting on his fighters, or is he like making on die?
0: He's betting on his fighters, and he's betting on like fighters. Um, he's just betting on fights that are on the card. So, yes. for example, like he might know one of his um one of his fighters could have an injury, but it's like you know undisclosed. So he might know about that, and he could bet against his fighter. Mm. For example, now, like I said, I don't think it's a rule against that but i could definitely see how that's that's kind of an issue
1: definitely sticky if i'm betting against you i'm not gonna coach you as hard i'm not gonna be as um he's a good coach no great coach very very technical uh great grappler knows a lot you know what i mean i think he's a great coach period but um i could see whereas if i'm dana white you don't want to get into the issue with like the NBA had with that like whole Netflix documentary, you had referees gambling on sports. Like then it becomes dicey. Is it real? Are we actually seeing what we're seeing, or are they taking a dive?
0: Well, you know what's cool now. That I think about it. I can't think of. I feel like Dana White is what? What is he? One of the best presidents in in sports, let's say. And I feel as if they haven't really had any scandals or things that come up that are kind of you know kind of damage the sport other than some of the you know oh old retired UFC fighters you know getting arrested for something like that but it's not like a huge uh, scandal there, of like, <laughs> like like um like oh this is going on in, you know the UFC blah 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 like WWE will have those scandals or or baseball and all that stuff I feel like there haven't really been any and I could be completely
1: wrong or the UFC I'm sure there's probably things that happened in the earlier stages of the UFC that we may not be aware of just because at the time we weren't old enough to be paying attention to those things back then. And in the it day. wasn't
0: it wasn't a big sport. It it became a huge sport for sure after the Ultimate Fighter season one. And then you had that era of like your Chuck Liddells, your Tito's, your Ken Shamrocks, and then it started getting a little more. Popular with like GSP, Rashad Evans, Brock Lesnar made it popular, Ronda Rousey made it popular. Um,
1: Rousey grew the sport,
0: dude. Ronda Rousey might be coming back.
1: Uh, did prophecy. you hear that? Did you hear that? I didn't hear that, but I don't like it.
0: Okay, there's rumors, and apparently some of them are actually from her that she's thinking of coming back at 145. who's she gonna fight? I don't know, but it just shows how much of a coward she is because she wouldn't have came back if Amanda Nunes was still around.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I I can see how you see it that way.
0: Because it was announced after Amanda retired.
1: Is it that she announced it after retirement? Or is it that after Amanda Nunes retired, someone from the UFC reached out to her and tried to bait her? Into coming back by offering her something.
0: There's money there,
1: a deal she couldn't refuse. We'll give you this much because now the UFC is missing a star in in the women's division.
0: Honestly, the only star in the women's division right now is probably a um, Shevchenko, still a star. Um, but then you also have like
1: don't forget my girl.
0: You better not do it. You got Zhang Wei Li, <gasps> who's definitely a star with with the China population and then you well, have um Rose hasn't really done anything you better stop it Rose is a star
1: she hasn't fought she hasn't fought that'll give you that her inactivity is troubling but she's still a star
0: yeah she's still a star
1: she has a very popular her, her fan base she's she just she's a people person. She's the people's champ. Everyone loves this The UFC makes money when Rose is the champion.
0: Thug Rose, I'm the best.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm the best. I was. She had me tuned in. I wanted to see her win.
0: I want to see her oh, win too, but Barry, I didn't like. disappointing in
1: that last performance.
0: I didn't like her. I definitely don't like her coach. Um,
1: no one likes her coach, but. No,
0: I respect okay. it. That's who it is. Okay. The other female star, technically, when it comes to sales, is Alexa Grasso from Mexico because she beat Valentina. You think and people you, are going to watch that? Yeah. I mean, you got a Mexican champion. You know what I mean? Same with like Brandon Moreno, like even Yair Rodriguez for a very short four month stint. Mexico had three champions.
1: You did. I just don't I just don't believe anyone's gonna buy into her popularity. Like she's no. the story, the build up. do we care? And I'm not knocking her. I'm as a fighter, like she's a great fighter. She works hard, she's very talented. It has nothing to do with her. It's just the I don't know if the people are gonna buy into it. No one cared about who beat Mike Tyson. We can we wanted to watch Tyson.
0: Yeah, well it's one of those things where people only know. Buster Douglas because of his win against Tyson. Exactly. That's it. That's if, if it wasn't that no one would ever talk about him. We never. We would never speak about him. It's part of upsets though.
1: That's true. Okay so, so man, let
0: me pull up let me pull 291 back up because we talked about Tony Ferguson. He's He's going against Bobby Green who not an easy fight. Not an easy fight. It's going to be violent, I would assume. If there's an exchange and Tony wants to pull guard and probably get a submission, that might be his only way of winning. Or if he does some vicious elbows, I feel um, like
1: Tony's going to sit there in the pocket and bang because that's Tony. Like Tony doesn't mind playing your game. He wants to beat you at your game and show you he's better at everything you do. And it, I think with Bobby Green, he's just not as good. His reaction time, especially now compared to like five, six years ago, isn't the same. Bobby Green's a little quicker, defends a little better with the hands, a better boxer.
0: He I looks good he, against yeah. Drew Dober until he got caught. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Drew Dober
1: got, but he, Tony Ferguson doesn't have Drew Dober power.
0: Yeah, and Drew Dober's got that chin on him too. That could probably take granite
1: chin that can take a punch. So,
0: and it looks I, like a granite chin too. If you look at his face, he just has that huge jawline.
1: I think if Tony stands up with him and tries to go, and if he lets the fight turn into a boxing match, he's gonna lose. He's it's mixed martial arts, throwing the kicks, the elbows, the knees, take it to the ground, shoot takedowns every once in a while, go for submissions. Tony has to mix it up and be Tony. Not Tony now, but be the Tony of old that doesn't care and very loose does unpredictable things. If he does that, that's a tough fight for Bobby, too.
0: But that's the thing, Tony looked good against Chandler in the first round with his boxing. He's a good boxer,
1: it, he's a great boxer.
0: I he's mean, he's got an awkward style and an awkward frame. And he's Tony can
1: insane. fight, man. Tony knows how to fight. Period. Tony can fight.
0: All right, so I have Tony for that. We'll do final predictions at the end. I got Tony for that. Oh, opening the card is your boy Kevin Holland.
1: Is he? He's back in the U. Oh no, no Kevin Holland against Michael Kiesa. the dark horse of the division. That's just your favorite guy. You love him.
0: I just like him, man. He's a he's a good guy. You know, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike seems like a good guy. In his picture on Wikipedia, he looks like a serial killer from the mountains. <laughs> but I think I think he's a good guy.
1: He's 35, uh, he's so this guy. is kind of
0: his... This is his last run. He's 35 years old. Um, He's 24 and... No, he's 18 and 6. He also got uh, choked up by uh, Jorge. Like, so 10, 10 years ago.
1: 35. I've lost six fights. He's probably just like, I'm not going to be champion. It depends where his mind's at. It
0: could it be Mike- one of those... It could be one of those things where, like, we've talked about those fighters that are just almost always, like, a top seven. Like a Paul Felder or, yeah. or some of those ones where it's like, you're just – you're – something. there's just something that you're missing to be that champion.
1: I think with Chiesa, it's just kind of like where his mentality is. If he, he's a top contender, he's dangerous. If he really believes he has a chance – but if he's just here to like have a good time and fight because it's fun and I enjoy it, I think Kevin Holland smokes him.
0: Maybe I mean he lost to Luke. A. He lost to Sean. Oh man, he lost to Sean Brady. Luke. A. Those were his last two fights. He beat Neil Magny. Mm. Beat RDA. I think it no, was oh, a fight. Oh, he put a clinic on against Diego Sanchez, but that's whatever. Diego San- same thing with Carlos Condor. That's right. Okay, he moved up to welterweight five years ago, and he's only fought six times. He's fought six times in five years? That's your problem.
1: This is off topic, but I'm just curious because I, I don't know if you have the answer or not. But when Kevin Lee fought Diego Sanchez in the Eagle, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov's promotion. Is that still is a thing? Is the Eagles still? I have no clue if it's still going (laughs) on, but I know the first, (laughs) the the only fight I've ever seen from that promotion is Kevin Lee and Diego Sanchez, which I did not watch to its entirety. So I was just a curiosity, I guess, in me, was wondering if uh who like wondering who won that
0: fight. Okay, so well, Kevin Lee won. Um, but Okay, so Eagle FC 46. I would assume that means there's been 46 events if the number's there. Possibly. Um, when did this thing launch? Okay, it started 20, 2022 of January. Okay. But there wasn't... The year began with Eagle 40. Okay. plans to hold as many as 10 events in the USA. So maybe it's still going on. I know there's no women in it. <laughs> because, what? Because it's Khabib. I don't think Khabib likes women oh, fighting. that was a low blow. I I believe I believe that's why, because he doesn't like ring girls. And Watch now what you say here? No, but no. Watch but what you say, Jay? That's Khabib's. What? That's Khabib's religion, though. That's what okay. he said.
1: Hey, I, I'm with you. I just I want you to clarify before you get canceled.
0: Oh no, I won't get canceled. <laughs> I don't have enough listeners. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I, I I believe he said. I know he said in an interview that he's not a fan of ring girls. So there's that. But
1: I, can I don't see think, it could possibly be unnecessary to the sport.
0: Well, it's unnecessary in a way because. In in, in the Muslim religion There's a lot more modesty When it comes to appearance So, So The typical ring girl is Normally in a bikini And he's not a fan of that Which Respect to that Thank you So anyways back on topic Diego Sanchez lost to Kevin Lee In Eagle FC And Kevin Lee Beat Michael Chiesa back in 2017.
1: When the, man, I thought Kevin Lee was going to turn out to be the next big thing.
0: Yep, and he didn't. He knocked out he uh, Gillespie, though. That was a nice knockout.
1: Knockout Gillespie. Beat Barbosa.
0: I don't know what it was, like why he just didn't. Was it a mental thing? Because he even went to train at... For Sahabi in Canada, and before he went there, he was on Rogan talking about I'm going to three different coaches. Um, one of them was yeah. Farras. one of them was Mark Henry, I think, and then one was probably like, gosh, I don't know who's another stud camp. I don't. But but like but like a smaller camp that messed him up. He had staff. Yeah,
1: but he he never was the same after that loss.
0: He also had full mount in the first round on Tony Ferguson. Which yeah, was he impressive. Did. But yeah, he got choked out. Oh well, it is what it is. He'll find something else. But with that, I think Kiesa gets lucky in the exchange and chokes out Kevin Holland. But isn't Kevin Holland like a black belt or something in Jiu Jitsu? Um, he is. He's I a second degree black by belt. He's second degree black belt. Um, actually, in kung fu, second degree in jujitsu, he's a black belt under mm. Travis Luter. Why do I know that name? Oh, he won the ultimate fighter, that's why. And then you got those two fights opening. Then you have, yep, you got Piera and Wonder Boy Thompson, which is going to be. Interesting because Pierre just throws whatever the hell he wants and does like cart reel cartwheels and spins and flips for no reason. And then you have Wonder Boy, who's probably the best point fighter to as of this last generation of the UFC. So he's probably just gonna kick his way, point his way he's to real, victory. Yeah, but Israel's got more knockout with him. True. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Wonder Boy's got that. That karate style, hands down. Very good distance control. You know, in and out. He can point his way to victory. He's a smart technical fighter. Doesn't really get in damage range, I guess. I mean, he got knocked out by Pettis. He did. Oof, he- that was tough. It? But anyways, I got Wonder Boy for that one. Then you got the co-main, which is Jan Bilakovic and Alex Pereira. Alex Pereira's first fight at 2.05, too. What are you taking that one? If it stays on the feet, Alex. But I I think Jan is just so big, and I think he just holds him down and just drains his legs out.
1: I can see it going that way, for sure.
0: And then if he holds him down, it's only three rounds. I think it's only three rounds, unless for some reason they decide to switch it and put it as an interim championship fight. Possible. Since uh, your boy, Jamal Hill, stripped – or not stripped. He relinquished the belt, which I do respect when people do that. Um, Why did he do that? He ruptured his Achilles. Hmm. So, this might be
1: an interim
0: Yeah, but they haven't haven't announced that yet. And you know how it's been lately. They can announce it probably that week. Um, The problem is, is if they do... Well, they would have to announce it today. It's Sunday. So, the problem with that is they probably didn't train for five rounds.
1: You know, they're not going to do it here. What's going to happen is the winner of this fight, who I'm sure... They're probably hoping it's Jan, but maybe if it is Alex Pereira, it could happen. But whoever wins is going to fight Yuri for the title.
0: In Poland. For the vacant title. Yep. Yeah, I know, but they should do it in Poland because then you got Jan versus Yuri.
1: Mm. That would be nice.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. But- I, can't th- I don't think they've done like a UFC in Poland in a while if they've done one before. But if you think about it, you have... You got those two big boys. And then uh, wasn't JJ from Poland? Joanna? Joanna champion? Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Yes, Yes she was. was. You got Carolina from Poland as well. But I don't know, man. I think for that one, if it stays on feet, it'd be interesting to see how Alex fights at that weight since he normally walks around at that weight. Um, Because I think he's... He just cuts so much weight to get to 185 that he's basically a bully. At the, he's, a, he's a weight bully, for sure.
1: Mm, I agree. I mean, but if you make weight, you make weight. Yeah, I mean, when if you cut weight, you- it, it drains you so much, man. I can tell you that from personal experience. Cutting weight drains you so bad that, like, I have to give it to Alex, though. He cuts weight. He makes the weight. And he carries so much power still when he's there. That's that's tough.
0: That's what I was going to say because even though... So when you're cutting weight and you're draining your body and you're draining all your water weight out and you're going through hell basically, it takes a toll on your body or your chin or your power. His power still is there. Yeah, Which is very impressive. And Jan probably doesn't cut that much weight. I mean, he looks like a He's Actually, no. I think he does. He is huge when he rehydrates. He's also 40 years old. Did not know that. Jan? Yeah. 40? He's 40.
1: How old was Glover?
0: Uh, Glover was probably... 42, maybe? I think he's 44. Yeah, he's 43. I didn't know Jan was that old. I didn't know he was that old, either. Dang,
1: 40, man. 40? I did not see that for him. He He doesn't look like it.
0: Yeah, he looks great. He looks good. 40? He doesn't fight like he's 40. No, he doesn't. It's that northern Polish blood.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, that could be a good fight. I'd like to see it
0: go 5. The only problem is, like, with that elevation, people are going to get gassed. Like, big boys like that, they're going to get gassed.
1: It's you could possibly see the same thing that happen with um Izzy when Izzy went up and fought Yan, he just didn't have enough weight behind him to stuff those takedowns and and stop him and control his position on the ground so he took the L it might be the same thing I don't know
0: you know what I don't get though speaking of elevation because everyone's talking about it for this fight Salt Lake City is forty two hundred Denver's fifty two. I think the only reason I'm confused is that it almost comes across that, like, people talk about the elevation so much for this one, and they're making it sound like it's it's higher than Denver. Yeah. And then, of course, Justin lives in Denver. There you go. He'll be fine.
1: Clear advantage.
0: I mean, a decent advantage, I would say. I mean, that's big. That's big, but, like, I don't know. I just got back from Denver. You need – your body needs to really get accustomed to that stuff. Even when, like, we went up on the top of that mountain and my head just felt lightheaded. Your body's got to get used to that. It takes a while, especially probably as you get older. It takes a while, too. Look
1: what happened to Luke. Luke did not do well.
0: And what's weird is he actually went out fairly early. That was like a lot of the embedded and the countdown when Luke went out there because he was like, yeah, I'm already here. I have a house in Salt Lake City, blah, 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 just getting accustomed to it. And I think he was out there like two weeks in advance and he Mm. still got gassed.
1: That was ring rust though. He hadn't been in a fight in a while.
0: Plus that was against Paul Acosta.
1: Yeah, that's tough for anybody.
0: Who is a tank. Um. I just can't believe it's finally happening. Justin and Dustin fought each other. I think it was five years ago, four years Man. ago. Um, and I learned this too. That was Justin's third fight in the UFC because he was new. Yeah, so that was his third fight. His first one was against Michael Johnson. Who Michael not Johnson. Fought. Second fight crazy. was probably Eddie Alvarez. Holy wow. shit, man. So his first fight was Michael Johnson's he went from Johnson to Eddie to Dustin. James Vick.
1: Cost him three
0: monsters in his first couple fights. Same like Jeez. Chandler. Chandler's on the same. Although that's because it was already that, established though. Yeah, but but so was Justin. Because he was champion Justin. in World Series of Fighting. So he came from another organization as a champ. So, I could see where you're probably going to get tossed to the Wolves with like at least some top tens right off the bat. Okay. They fought Michael right away, Eddie, Dustin, lost lost to Eddie and Dustin, fought James Vick, won, beat Barbosa, beat Donald, beat Tony, lost to Khabib, beat Chandler, lost to Charles, beat Rafael. Please. That's what's so weird too, is since they both fought, they're both six and two and they've lost to the same people. They both lost to Khabib, and they both lost to Charles. Mm. Actually, they both got choked out.
1: Yeah, by uh, the same people. Dustin lost to Connor too.
0: No, I'm talking about since Dustin and Justin last fought. So when they last uh, fought, their record, they they fought. They each had eight fights after that. They're both six and two, and they both lost to the same people. Gotcha. So. They're both better. I mean, if you could think of like what Justin was like when he first got in, I feel like he didn't really get more technical with his striking until Tony. Maybe because he was still pretty cautioned to the wind in a way. He's a little more technical now, but I just think Dustin's boxing is so good and so crisp. You know. Yeah,
1: Dustin's definitely the better boxer. I don't. I don't think that's. You can't really argue that. I mean, you can be a Justin fan, but Dustin, I think I would argue to say, maybe the best pure boxer in the in the MMA in the UFC. I think so. Uh, I would maybe put Max Holloway in that discussion, but Max—I mean,
0: dude, Max's performance against Kelvin Cater. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's
1: not clean boxing. It's just. Max's reaction time, when you're throwing punches at him, he can slip, he can move and counter you um, better than most people ever will be able to, no matter how long they train. When I say like pure boxer, I just mean punching combinations, technique, keeping their hands up. Just your, I don't know, if you go into any boxing gym and you watched Dustin hit the bag or do mitts, I mean Dustin, if you watch him hit the bag or do mitts, not many boxing coaches are going to have much to critique. Right. Gonna be, yeah, that looks, that's how it's done right there. See, like That's it. Um, so I think between the two of them, he's a much more clean boxer. Gaethje comes from the wrestling background. He's just a dog. Pure fights with a lot of heart. Obviously with his coach, who I think is the best coach in the game right now, has taken him to a new level. And he's definitely fighting with a a much better fighter IQ, which makes him more dangerous. So I'm just, I don't know. I can't really make a pick. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how it plays out. If I had to make a pick, I would say Justin.
0: I think what's weird too, and I thought about this earlier, speaking of Justin's coach, I feel like there was that span where you had Trevor Whitman was arguably the the best coach on the planet because he had Rose Usman and Justin and they would pretty much all fight around the same time a lot of the times on the same card and there was right. that span where like they were just untouchable all three of them and then I don't know if it's just I don't want to say age but I feel like how the game evolved so quickly that all three of them now are kind of other than I mean, they just don't seem like the unstoppable force like they used to.
1: I can see that. I just granted I mean,
0: granted Rose has Trevor as a co-trainer because she listens to Pat Barry for some reason.
1: That's a fair assessment. I just think um, it's possible to change the narrative that they're. I mean, he, he took he took fighters that had a lot to work on. Right? None of these people were world beaters between rose justin and Kamaro. Mm-hmm. like they all had holes in their game and trevor whitman gets them and then kind of like makes puts it all together that's what made me like him is he found these fighters and was able to put it together in such a way that made them all great they all became some of the best fighters in the world. They were great fighters before. Don't get me wrong. But like, he was able to fix the holes in their game in such a way that made them just 10 times better than they were before. um Yeah. Like he's, well,
0: I'm, especially yeah. with their striking. That was like really yeah, yeah, yeah. what okay. excelled. Yeah. 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 I definitely see. Yeah. You're right. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll say
1: strictly the striking. I've never really seen, I'm not going to give him credit for the jujitsu and the wrestling because I just haven't seen that from him. I've never seen him coach any of them on that. He kind of outsources and brings in or gets coaches to help him with that. But he's still the master, the mastermind behind how all these people train. And he just was able to take them to a new level.
0: Yeah. It's almost like, so he's their head coach for sure. And definitely their striking coach similar to, let's say like Matt Brown for ATT. Yeah. I mean, he's the head coach of, of, of the fighter that, that has a fight coming up and then he probably just pieces together the team like, all right, we're going to schedule you for wrestling. Here's your wrestling coach, jujitsu, strength, conditioning, whatever. And it's Trevor
1: like, Wigman, the best coach in the game right now for MMA.
0: Um, man, I don't know because it, it seems like a quick answer, but then it doesn't because if I'm trying to compare him to some other coaches, I mean, Florida, you have, American top team and that's Mike Brown, who's a very good coach. That camp is just stacked with ranked fighters of all different organizations. That's a large camp, so it's kind of hard to like say. Then you have, um, Mark Henry, who has, I mean, used to have like Frankie Edgar, um, Eddie Alvarez, uh, Cody Garbrandt was there for a little bit. And then you have who's um who's Aljo's coach Ray Luongo. You got Ray Luongo, who's with Matt Serra. That's a pretty good team right there. Um, and then Wisconsin, you got Rufus. So, um, he's got Sean or not Sean. He's got uh, Showtime Pettis. Um, I can't think of who else is up there.
1: Uh so
0: West Coast you have AKA is- which is little I mean AKA is pretty widely stacked. Um, but not I think Trevor Whitman is is arguably one maybe tied for one. Because there's really not too many other people. Oh, you got Henry Hoof as well. Um True. and he's got I mean he also trains Kamaru and he's got uh Michael Chandler. Um, And Gilbert Burns. So it's really hard to say, but I think Trevor Whitman probably hits. Let's say if there was 10, if you gave me like 10 categories, he's going to be top three in all of them.
1: Trevor Whitman?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's probably, I'm saying he hits all of them higher than majority of the other ones. So that does make him probably one of the better coaches. Now he's not a great jujitsu coach, but he's smart with setting the camp up for each fighter to have the right jujitsu coach or, or or the schedule. Um, best striking coach, yeah, probably. <clears throat> Actually, no. I think I him or Henry Hoof would be the best striking coach, just because Henry Hoof has the that Dutch kickboxing background. It used to be back in the day, man. It used to be suhabi who had like. John Donaher as a jiu-jitsu coach and then that was GSP um and that was Rory McDonald but that was you know early 2000s when that coach was was tri TriStar camp I think out of Canada that that team was legit there's just so many now I mean I'm a Uriah Faber fan but like Team Alpha Male has Josh Emmett is probably their highest ranked fighter right now in the UFC and then you got Cody Garbrandt, who still dips his toe there, but he's also training in Las Vegas now. Um, but then that's it. I mean, there's a lot of those coaches that have, like, one set fighter. Trevor Whitman, at one point, had three champions. Granted, Justin was an interim at the time. But still. giving a
1: shout-out is coming uh, before anybody hears it from anybody else. Lorenzo Trevino.
0: Oh, He's with he's, Team
1: Alpha Male. Fresh out of Indianapolis, or he's originally from Marion, but out of Indianapolis, Indiana, indie boxing and grappling. He's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Be on the lookout.
0: For boxing or MMA? Uh MMA. I mean, he's going to a good camp, especially for wrestling. Alpha Mill is pretty, pretty I mean, I think their strength conditioning and their wrestling is probably what they're known for the most. Then they they're they're all tough. I mean, you got Dude, you got Chad Mendez, you got Cody Garbrandt, you got Clay Guida, you got your Faber, you got Andre Feely, you got Josh Emmett, you got Darren Elkins. Um, you have a lot of good fighters out there. Team Alpha Male is a good camp. Sacramento. I agree. So with that said, I have I my take is I think Dustin has more of that um more crisp with his boxing i think he's more um justin has i think more one punch knockout power i think it's i'm trying to compare it to like when you're fighting let's say uh in like fight night you have a heavyweight fighting a middleweight and you're both throwing the same amount of punches the damage is coming more from the heavyweight i just i think dustin hits harder with his volume and I think his combos are more crisp, and he sets up well. He he changes levels better. He mixes his punches up more. When they first fought, yes, it was Justin's third fight, but also, dude, he almost decapitated uh, Dustin's leg with those leg kicks. That and, was yeah. And what was funny too is like when Dustin finally, you know, um, wobbled Justin in the. Th- Forth, he had to hop to chase him down to knock him out. Like he, you know, like sometimes they'll just run up. He was like hopping to get him. So I don't know. I, I'm going with Dustin just off the fact that he's he's got a bigger dog. He likes the you know the phone booth exchanging in the pocket. Um, I don't think he's as hittable. As, I think I don't think Justin's head movement is as great. His um, hands are good. His hands are good for, but I think Dustin's Dustin's defense is better footwork. Probably Dustin wrestling, Justin Jiu-Jitsu, Dustin cardio. You want to lean towards Justin because of the elevation, but I just think we've seen it over time where Dustin gets better as a fight goes on and he gets more dangerous and he almost wants the fight to go that long. So he can kind of just drag that person into the water and drown him basically. Speed, probably Dustin. His hands are probably quicker. Um, mm. he just crisp, like, like you said, like if he goes into a boxing gym, he's not going to get talked to as much with his technique. He's just very sharp. Justin, most of the time, he's pretty crisp, but I feel like he kind of, you know, um, falls back to the wide punches. Now, if that shit lands, it's a problem. Like, we saw what he did with Tony Ferguson. Even that, that was a good coaching moment for Trevor Whitman because he was saying, like, take, give me 70 or 80% of those punches. They're landing, but conserve your energy over time. And then you saw what happened. Tony's face looked like E.T. He got battered up. So my card, actually, you know what we should do? Let me go over. I got two people who sent me their, their recommendations. Or no, I got two people who sent me their picks. Um, Derek Lewis is f- closing out the prelims and my buddy Joey Derek
1: Lewis, the black beast
0: Yeah, my buddy Joey said Derek Lewis pulls it off with a knockout, I would, would assume love so it. Would well, love he gets With with probably a lucky knockout and then I don't know but He probably it gets... Sometimes it is Sometimes They like can't it's...
1: stop you from doing it,
0: it's not luck He's gonna make me watch the prelims because that's that's kind of like the main fight I would want to see on there. What? Um, he mentioned, uh, Holland's gonna it's gonna be a tough one with Kiesa, but Holland's gonna pull it off. He didn't really say by what winning method. I'm guessing, I could see him knocking out Kiesa, just with how fast Kevin Holland is with his hands. There's that. Then he mentioned Bobby Green beats Tony. Didn't give any reason why, because I think we all know Tony's just too old. Um, And Bobby Green's probably going to talk shit during that fight, too. Has Bobby Green fought Kevin Holland? Mm. Speaking of talking shit.
1: I don't believe so. That would be a crazy fight, though, to watch those two go at it. Oh, yeah,
0: because they'll just be yelling the whole
1: time. That would be a crazy fight, but I don't
0: think they've ever fought. No. Not to my knowledge. No, he hasn't. Um, he mentioned he had some similar picks to what you and I said. Wonder Boy is gonna outrange, um, Pereira and just pick him apart, probably by points. Uh, Jan wrestles Alex Pereira for fifteen minutes because it's three rounds. So he'll probably just hold him down. He'll put damage on it, but I don't know. I would like to see. I I like watching a technical kickboxing fight especially if it's someone like Pereira because of his style his kicks all and right. then he he mentioned um for Gaichi, for Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier he said another close war but Poirier is going to edge it out after 25 minutes also oh, he's thinking it goes the distance i'm not upset at all those picks honestly a lot of this card is 50-50 with the exception of Bobby Green and Tony Ferguson. And then Kyle McCord, IBG member and longtime longtime friend who works out and trains at the gym. Also a longtime UFC fan. He's he gave Kiesa the nod, Bobby Green the nod, Wonder Boy Thompson the nod, Jan Blokovic over over Pereira, and then he gave Dustin over Justin. Um those are his picks. He didn't really do winning methods. Solid picks though. I'm not gonna go against those picks. That's the and then I said I like I agree pick. with all of those, honestly.
1: I don't think Dustin, I think Justin wins. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna say I think Justin wins. I think Dustin's the better pick for sure. If I'm betting on it, I'm not really a gambler, but if I'm a gambling man, I will put my money on Dustin. I think he's the better overall fighter. Um he's been in the tougher fights, uh just the high more high profile fights, I guess I would say. But I kind of want to see Justin get over that hump and get a chance to win a belt. He just – he works so hard. He's such a tough guy. He has all the all the tools to do it, the great coach, um, all the intangibles. And I just kind of want to see him get over that hump and win this fight, especially because the last time they fought – He was more of like a banger. He just went in there, all brawl, no, no, I'm not going to say he didn't have skill. He just was very much all about like, I'm just going to fight, man. I'm going to kick, I'm going to punch my heart out and just try to beat you off a sheer wheel and just who wants it the most. And then now he's added that Trevor Whitman style to the game. Um, So I guess I kind of want to see him put that to use and get over the hump and get the win.
0: Yeah, it's one of those ones where I don't want to see either one of them lose. Yeah. Um, yep. I I, mean, yep. I feel that way with Chandler because I really like Michael Chandler, but I feel like he just gets I didn't I didn't think he was going to be Dustin or Justin and he lost to both of them, but I didn't want to see him lose and it sucks cuz it is one of those likable fighters or likable people and that's just part of the game. And when you have that top, like, five in the lightweight division, they're going to fight each other quite a bit. So, technically, if Justin wins this one, then they're both one and one You're going to see them fight a third time, I would assume. They both are pretty competitive. They're both aggressive. Um Dustin, I don't know if he is to a point, and I think DC even said this, where he should just start chasing kind of like money fights. Um. I think I think they both can beat Islam. I don't know if they both can beat Charles in a rematch. I think Charles is just so damn good. Unless it stays standing, then then they then Dustin has a chance of beating Charles. Justin even said like the hardest person who's ever hit him is Charles. So mm. I don't know. And I think actually Justin Gaethje got dropped by Charles in their fight. I don't think Dustin got dropped. I think he dropped Charles, but then Charles being a jiu-jitsu stylist, he just stayed down, and that's where he wants it. He would prefer to have the fight on the ground.
1: Yeah. I shit. Exactly. Even
0: Chandler, Dude, Chandler dropped Charles as well, and then he got dropped by Charles and got knocked out. Charles is
1: kind of known for getting hit and getting knocked down, and that's kind of like, I get caught. He gambles with his boxing. His boxing sharp. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's a good boxer, but he gets caught by these guys that are big punchers. He goes down and they try to, they get careless and kind of want to take advantage of him getting dropped and they get caught Mm. with his jiu jitsu. He's still very dangerous from his back when he's on the ground.
0: Well, I mean, the thing too is, let me pull up the lightweight rankings because I feel like we look at these a lot. You got Islam the champ and. I already sense, well, he he wants to fight Leon, so he doesn't even want to defend his lightweight, which, by the way, he lost to Volkanovski. I think it was 3-2, Alex, and I will die on that hill. So you have Islam at one. You got Charles. Sorry, you got Islam at champ. Charles at one. Dustin at two. Benil is at four. Yeah, Tony Ferguson isn't even ranked anymore, dude.
1: Dang. Sad story.
0: I mean, Conor's not ranked, but he hasn't fought in, uh, what, like two years? Two and a half years?
1: Uh, Yeah, Conor's like an 11 in his division or something like that.
0: No, he's not even ranked. Are you he, sure about that? How far does he go down? He's not active. Oh, Jesus. Because it goes top 15, so since he's not active, he's not on there. But if Connor can't I mean if Connor comes back, he's fighting Chandler. But then if you look at these top ten, honestly, Connor should come back, humble himself a little bit, fight RDA.
1: Not gonna happen.
0: I know, but if he if he could somehow they don't do tuna fights in the UFC. We know this compared to boxing. They definitely do tuna fights in boxing. So with Connor being, you know, Dana White's golden boy give him like a little bit of an easier fight to come back? No, okay. go. Like, even Dan Hooker. The time he came back and fought Cowboy. That was his two-and-up fight.
1: Exactly.
0: And that was at 170. Yeah, he can't. I don't know, man. I don't think he... The problem is also activity, which is why when he fought Dustin the second time, Dustin was very active, and he was in Dog fights, and that's the type of fight Dustin wants. Connor doesn't want that shit.
1: No, he's so, not.
0: I don't know if Connor comes back, he'll have to fight Chandler. I think that's a that can be a winnable fight for Connor, but Chandler's
1: up with style.
0: Yeah, Chandler's throwing for the fences though, and what sucks is part of the time Chandler just wants to put on a show, make it more exciting than actually like an explosive finish. Cause he probably could have beat Justin Gagey when he fought. There was a couple times where Justin was wobbled and Chandler was didn't like chase him down and then he kinda mm-hmm. just got a little, you know, throwing some wild strikes just to exert some energy. But at the same time, I mean, if you get a fight of the night bonus, that's extra money in your pocket. So if you're if you're fighting for money and excitement, fight like Michael Chandler.
1: I don't know. Chandler kind of adopted that Gagey mentality of Fighting, and when he got to the UFC, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I'm just gonna try to bang it out, put on exciting fights, make a name for myself, and win as much money as I, you know, what I mean, make as much money as I can while I'm here. I'll win some, I'll lose some, but everyone will remember me for being an exciting fighter.
0: I don't know, man. Those are my picks for UFC. I got Kiesa, Bobby Green, Wonder Boy, uh- Jan, Dustin, Poirier.
1: I'm going to go with Kevin Holland. It's the only change I'm going to make. And then I'm going with Justin Gaethje for the main card. I mean, for the main event. But I reluctantly say that because I do actually think Dustin will win. I just, I'm pulling for Justin. Because I feel like if anyone deserved a win like this, it would be Justin. But I don't know if he gets the job done. It's like, I would love to see Justin win, but I don't want to see Dustin lose. So I'm between the rock and the hard place with that one.
0: That's where I'm at. Same thing. And then we move on to your beloved Errol Spence. Oh, man. This fight, honestly, like, I think what's great is before this, it was Tank Ryan Garcia decided to just do what a lot of fighters don't do, fight while they're young, somewhat in their prime. Tank's in his prime more than Ryan, I think. Um. And that doesn't happen a lot in boxing where you have two top fighters because there's so many different like organizations or or all of the, you know, um, corruption that goes on in that sport and contracts here and there. Or, oh, you fight for top rank while I fight, you know, for whatever. And it just doesn't really always line up. Now, these two decided to fight. Fight probably should have happened like three, maybe five years ago. Right. I'm taking Crawford. Mm. Um, oh, dude, Crawford's actually the favorite. Did not think that. I think I thought Spence was going to be the favorite.
1: Uh, no. I thought they announced that a while back that uh, Crawford was the favorite, which I understand. Crawford's been on the pound-for-pound list forever.
0: I mean, Spence was out with that car crash.
1: Could, honestly, to me, that's a strength. People give it a knock against them. I think anyone that can bounce back from something like that, like a car crash, couldn't take him out. I don't know if anything—if anything, if anything will—that couldn't stop him. Did it? Did
0: did all of his teeth fall out in the car crash?
1: Uh, I don't know if it was all of his teeth, but he lost—he did lose teeth in the car crash, and he had to have them replaced. So he had to buy veneers. Or I don't know exactly what happened with that. But he had some implanted teeth put in and that's what happened in the Ugas fight was
0: he got punched in the mouth
1: and he thought that his teeth fell out and he was embarrassed. So he stopped to look down thinking it was his teeth and then he left himself open and into the big punch, but then bounced back and went on to win the fight and stopping it by TKO.
0: Even, I think he mentioned that in the countdown where he was like, I was more worried about my tooth, I wasn't worried about his power hitting me. I don't know. I think if in the first, I think the first round or two, I'm going to give it to Crawford, and then I could see Spence kind of starting to pick it up, maybe, maybe put the pressure back in or break him down. Um, and then honestly, I think after the sixth round, it's up, it's up in the air. I think it goes a distance. I don't think either fighter gets knocked down. Um I would like it if it I mean I would like there to be somewhat of a dog fight. And actually, no. I want a good technical, but I want noticeable damage. I just want a good fight. I don't want I don't want judges being corrupt. I just want a good, honest fight. The reason I'm going for Crawford is Mainly because of the fact that I think he has more knockout power, but also, oh, he's able to knock out power than Spence. I think so, but Mm. he can knock you out in either stance. That's why I'm saying that he can outbox people in either stance, too. He can do one round, you know, orthodox and then switch to southpaw whenever he wants, and he can do it very well within combinations. So, um,
1: I mean, I agree with you all the way. I just think, I mean, I've like said I'm a little biased. I'm going for Spence because Frank's, uh, Frank's with Spence. So that's where my, I guess my, I would want to say loyalties lie, but like I'm just going with them. Um,
0: I, I think it's 50
1: 50. The best boxer. It is 50 50. I think yep. this is a true 50 50 fight. Um, I, can under, I can see reasons or arguments for, both sides why people would think Spence is going to win and I can also see why people think Crawford would win the fight. Um he's a great fighter. Uh I think it's going to be a great fight. The only downside I literally had this conversation earlier today is that I don't want to see a controversial win. Yeah. Spence or Crawford. That's the only way that's the only way this goes south is if one of them wins and you got a lot of people thinking the other one won. That's the only way it works out, a controversial win. If it's a draw, we let's just call it a draw, let's run it back. Yeah. But, yeah, controversial win, it would be the worst-case scenario. But so I'm still going with Spence. I can see Spence taking away with it. But, I mean, it's nothing. The thing with Spence is the way that Spence would win it isn't anything that we haven't seen before, and it isn't anything that Crawford hasn't had time to prepare for.
0: Think it's a body shot? I'm not gonna say a body shot. I don't think he stops him.
1: I just think I think he overwhelms him with the pace and the just the volume of, of punches that he throws in each round. Like you break it down, I got 12. nine, twelve. First couple of rounds are gonna fill each other out. I think the next three rounds, I think Spence kind of gets into a rhythm and takes over. I think you see Crawford show his greatness and bounce back and come back with some great rounds um where he possibly like might have me on the edge of my seat by his style and his IQ and his combinations that he throws and landing his punches and I think that I think the last 3 rounds is where you see the difference is when I think I think uh Spence is going to step out of his like out of his shell and just be great I think that's what it's going to take to beat Crawford. I think to beat him, you're going to have to put on a masterful performance. Masterful. And I mean, like, you're going to have to be the greatest fighter you've ever been your entire life. And I think Spence is one of the few fighters that's capable of delivering a performance like that when the heat is on. I think he'll rise to the occasion and he'll step up and give us some great rounds and kind of walk away with it.
0: You think he's got more grit.
1: Exactly. Yes. Okay, yeah.
0: I was gonna say who has a bigger dog? I think it turn- if it if it's a boxing match,
1: Crawford wins. So me pulling for Spence, I think he has to turn it into a dog fight the same way he fought Sean Porter. He's gotta fight with that type of mentality. Even though Sean Porter got knocked out when he fought um Crawford, Crawford he didn't fight him the same way that he fought Spence. That was just the end. They just, there was a dog fight the entire time from start to finish and Spence pulled it out. And I think he's capable of doing it again, but I think he's got to, he's, he's really got to just turn it into a fight. He's got to push forward. And I think Crawford's willing to dance with him and engage in that fight rather than a boxing match. I think Crawford's mentality and his kind of swagger and his, a little bit of arrogance. I mean, he is, He's been pound for pound. He, he very cocky, believes in himself, thinks he's, he's the best He's more arrogant.
0: Ever. Yeah, he's more arrogant. I
1: think when the fight happens, he'll be more willing to engage in the fight and kind of have that, all right, come on, let's go. I'm going to beat you at your own game. You want to sit here and bang on the inside? Let's bang on the inside. And I think when Crawford allows that to happen, those are the times when Spence has to take advantage of his size, his strength, his punching power and and really put it on Crawford in those moments. I don't think you beat Crawford in any one particular style. I think it's going to be a mixture. You got to keep them guessing. You bang when you need to bang on the inside. You use your jab and move away when you need to control the distance. You throw combinations and flurries here and there and just kind of keep him on his toes so he doesn't know what's happening. You don't want to get into a rhythm. You want to stay off rhythm because if you ever fight in a rhythm or you start throwing the same combinations over and over because it's landing, that's when Crawford's going to start to let you. It's like a false sense of security. He's going to allow you to relax and kind of get into a zone. And next thing you know, he switches stances and then boom, he catches you with a shot and you're on the ground. So yeah. it's really going to yeah. be on Derek James and Spence to be their focus is going to have to be on point they're going to have to be locked in and focused the whole fight about not just winning the rounds but the way they're winning the the degree of difficulty in each round keeping spence on I mean keeping Crawford on his toes keeping him guessing keeping him in a state of like I don't know what he's doing I don't know what he's going to do next I can't really figure him out that's how you got to keep the fight and while we're doing that we're punching Punching, punching, punching. Lots of punches, lots of volume. That's a big ask for uh, Spence. Big, big ask. But if anyone's capable of doing it, I think he is the one.
0: Yeah. Speaking of coaches, Derek James, is a, he's got a pretty legit team as well. Like you said, Frank Martin's there. You got – um, well, now uh, Anthony was there, and you got Ryan Garcia just went there too. So them with Spence – I think he won trainer of the year last year, actually. He did. He won yeah. trainer of the year. Yeah. yeah uh,
1: Derek James has got to, be, I mean, I've never been coached by him personally, but he seems like a great coach. Very, uh, a student of the game. I mean, yeah. which a lot of coaches are, I'm not knocking any of the coaches. They probably do a lot of stuff that he does. I think the coach is only as good as his fighter. So he's got, and he's been gifted with some very great fighters in his camp. Um, We forget about Charlo, how he kind of took Charlo to undisputed.
0: He gets left out of the conversation. Yep,
1: he gets left out of the conversation when we talk about Derek James a lot of times. Um, But uh, I mean, yeah, I think from what I hear from Coach Pat, who's with Frank and who's very connected because Frank is connected with Derek James. Coach Pat's been around. I don't think he does any. He doesn't reinvent the wheel. He doesn't try to make things more difficult than they have to be Um, from what I've been told. Again, I've never been coached by him personally, but from what I've been told from others is he's just very much an attention to detail guy and all about perfecting the basics because that's what wins fights. And I could easily see that same methodology with Spence playing out in their favor on Saturday night. He doesn't Spence doesn't do a lot of shifting his weight slipping, rolling, moving. He's not fancy. He just keeps his hands up. I'm going to keep my hands high. I'm going to block most of the punches you throw and I'm going to throw more punches at you than you throw at me.
0: He's got such a good jab too. Great jab. Very coach. good jab. Right. Like honestly, as I've been watching his training probably the last couple months, at least for this fight. Man, I try to try to mimic, but I I focus on his jab in a slow myself down at the gym more because he does have that like very straight upward stiff um hard jab just very good very technical
1: yeah i mean i think he follows behind his jab well he goes to the body we don't give him credit about his footwork i think spence's footwork is great he uses his legs a lot to get himself out of bad positions um and put himself in better ones yeah this is true 50-50, man. I don't know what else to say. This is one of those rare rare occasions where it's really a 50-50 fight. I can see arguments on both sides why somebody would think that Spence is going to win and why someone would see, that, uh, see it that Crawford is going to win. I understand being Crawford being the favorite. Again, I just have this feeling in my stomach, some am following my gut, that Spence somehow is going to pull it out.
0: And he's the A side, he's a champ. He is the champ, he
1: is the A side. He's, he's the big fish.
0: The most he's younger. Um, they both have kind of a similar resume as far as who they fought. I just, I'm just glad that they're finally finally fighting as of late, as of the most recent fights. I'm saying,
1: you think the resume is equal because I give the resume not to a uh, Spence.
0: No, I'm okay, I'm saying similar. So they both fought Kelbrook. they both fought um. Sean Porter, yeah. Spence has Lamont Peterson, Mikey Garcia, Danny Garcia, and hmm. Ugas. He does got a better. And don't get me wrong. And he's don't, been at don't. that weight. He's been at that weight class longer.
1: He was supposed to fight Manny Pacquiao. It would have been yeah. a real big game changer. He fought Ugas instead. Ugas beat Manny. But I love it because things work out the way they're supposed to. Because yeah. if. Char- I said I not gonna say If if Spence beats Manny Pacquiao, I don't know if we get this fight. Probably I think not. he goes up wait. I think he goes up to 54 and just says, forget it. As long Where's as it tra- took her to get this fight with the with the arguments and negotiations and I don't I mean obviously I wasn't in those meetings. I have no clue. <laughs> this is just a opinion of mine, but this is based on information. That I've seen on, uh, like the internet, and also people around me that are, like, in the camp that I'm in, that uh, Crawford was very difficult to deal with during the making of this fight. He, his demands were, kind of like, not want to say outrageous, but just very unorthodox.
0: That's what bothers me. I mean, I know there's a lot of money involved in a lot of boxing fights, but it's it's, people get that. I mean Devin Haney and um Shakur it was going to be 75 25 which you know 25% is a little bit of a you know disrespect and I know you and I talked about it where how about you do a negotiation with like I'm the champ I'll do 55 I'll do 60 you do 40 if you win no rematch clause cuz you're taking the cut of the less you're the champ if I win there could be a rematch clause because you are taking a pay cut In a way. I think there's ways to do negotiations like that. Now you do have some of those fighters who are difficult to deal with where it's like, no, I want more money, more money. And part of that's your promotion because Crawford was with Bob Arum who is a crook and how he treats his fighters. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just glad it's finally happening.
1: It's tough, man. You gotta fight for what you want. Yeah. I'm glad it's happening, but you have to fight for what you want. Everybody blew up with the rehydration clause in the um Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia fight. Yeah. And all I'm thinking the entire time I'm watching social media and people complaining and, and slander tank and get on Ryan for taking. I'm just, that's where my mind was. Like it was a negotiation. No one forced you to sign the dotted line. I'm not saying you shouldn't have. And it was the biggest fight of your career. But just saying, no one forced you to sign. So if you're going to sign and agree to the terms, you can't get mad about it later.
0: I mean, it's the same shit that happened, you know, in a lot of short notice fights at the UFC. And the one that comes to mind always will be when Connor was supposed to fight Aldo at UFC 194. um, And I think it was 194 or 196. And Aldo pulled out with, like, 10 days two weeks notice whatever and then yeah, chad mendez the came in the and, yeah yeah and then chad mendez stepped up very close fight until you know obviously connor knocked him out but then the talk for the longest time because he did the he did the ultimate fighter after that so you could talk beef there um because uriah faber was coaching against connor uriah Faber's with chad mendez and he was saying yeah you beat him on two weeks notice that's no big deal give him a full camp and then there was the big press conference where Chad was saying the same thing. It's like I fought you on two weeks' notice. Yeah, but you can't say you can't say that anymore. You agreed to do it. If you win, cool. If you lose, cool. Don't bring that up as an excuse. You agreed to take the fight. Um, same with the rehydration clause. Which explain that to me again how a rehydration clause works.
1: So, for example, for Ryan and Tank, they had to the weigh in under 135. You can be 134.5 and you're good to go and you can fight. The day that's the day before, the day of the fight, they were not allowed to be over 140. So if they you go, you weigh in, you go home, you eat food, you do all that because like I made weight, the fights on. The next day when you get ready to go fight, you can they're going to weigh you in as soon as you get to the locker room. You can't be over 140.
0: It's tough for a lot of right. fighters cuz some fighters hydrate differently. Like Canelo hydrates pretty heavy. Or at least he used to when he fought at like 154, 160, 162. I get how it seems kind of, you know, pretty petty, but um it's in the contract. If you don't want it, negotiate something else. Exactly. I don't know, man. That's my picks. That's my that's my closeout picks. I got I'll take Crawford I'm I'm fine I'm I'm happy either way whoever wins I would like Spence to win just as much as I would like Crawford to win I don't know I I want to see it interesting I'd like to see it close I don't want to see a draw if I see a draw the only good thing is that they'll probably do a rematch um hey. I'm just hoping like we said from the start that the fights don't don't you know happen at the exact same time I'm okay missing Pitbull Cruz. I'm fine with having that on while I watch um you know Ferguson and Bobby or um or even Kiesa and Holland. Because if 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 this main card for the boxing starts at eight o'clock Eastern time, like it says, um we shouldn't have a problem at all because most of the time the UFC main event starts at 1 a.m. Right. So we we I think we'll be okay. We'll see man. Six days. Um I know Dustin's Big thing was everyone was talking to him about like going out before uh to get adjusted. And he even said in Aerial Hawani two months ago after the fight was announced that he's going to, I think, like get some elevation machine for his bedroom so he'll be sleeping at elevation. You can train you could train an elevation mask. Um, but I still think like being there in person is just is different. He I I saw on his social media that he he got out there last Saturday. Oh. So I mean that gives him at least a week. And you mentioned that Justin's training like a machine, like running mountains and whatnot in Colorado. So we will see. All right, dude. Well, I, I know you're coming over. I will have I think I'm gonna make either gumbo or jambalaya. I gotta make some type of Cajun food because Justin's fighting. That's what I gotta do. I'll have salads all week. And then and then I'll have I'll have jambalaya on Saturday. That's what I'll do. That way I can do thirty pull-ups in one session.
1: Got it. Thirty pull-ups in one session. Yeah, sounds like.
0: Or ten, at least ten. Yeah. You going in the, the gym in the morning?
1: Yeah, I will be there.
0: It's eleven o'clock already. You're gonna you're gonna wake up and be there.
1: Hundred oh, percent.
0: Man, you say hundred percent a lot.
1: i will be there sir all right man all right
0: man all right i'll talk to
1: you tomorrow tomorrow all right yep yep